I'm looking for advice on selling my files to a client that I decided to stop working with. Hi, and welcome to this. Freelance to Founder Shorts. I'm Preston Lee. I am Clay Mosley, and you've probably heard our in-depth coaching calls with everyday freelancers who want to scale their business. Now, we're helping even more freelancers each week with Freelance to Founder Shorts, five to 10-minute episodes focused on answering one question from a listener like you. To promote your business on our show and get your question answered, visit freelancetofounder.com slash ask. And now let's dive into today's question. All right, uh, on on this uh, short, I'm going to be selfish and ask you, Clay, for some advice on an issue that I'm facing. Uh, <laughs> and I haven't given you any heads up on this at all, so this will be fun. But here's here's what's happening. So basically, I run I run my business. You know, a lot of listeners are familiar with the business Milo. Uh, we're mostly a media company, all online. We don't do any sort of in person or physical things. Um, we don't have an office. I, I work from home, and our team is 100% remote. So like they're all over the world, and um, we've never even like met in person. We just we just interact online. So I'm very much an online guy, right? Well, uh, an opportunity has come up in my city that I think is a pretty great opportunity um, to open uh, an event venue, like mm. just a small, intimate like event venue. It's like maybe 2,000 square feet, but I've never like, you know, done like a lease uh, mm -hmm. on a building. I've never leased office space. A lease to me seems like a huge upfront cost or a huge commitment, like if I have to, you know, get into it for a year minimum or something, which is what I'm finding out is pretty typical one, two or three year lease on a, on mm -hmm. a space like that. And so, so like we've been, my wife and I have been talking a lot about this option to maybe start another side business and, and something mm. that would be fairly low maintenance, not a ton of, uh, ton of overhead aside from the lease. Like it's pretty, it's pretty low key in terms of like what you could do with a retail space. Like we wouldn't be making pizzas every day or whatever. So yeah. Um, so like overall, it feels like a good idea and there's some other stuff happening in my community. There's like a religious temple going in near where this event center could be. That would be great for like, um, wedding receptions and stuff. So like there's some other things happening that really make it feel like a good idea, but we are, we're sort of, um, feeling like we should move forward, but also dragging mm -hmm. our feet a bit because of the expense of, of, of the lease. And so mm -hmm. I guess the real question is like, how do you know or, or how do you get as close as possible to knowing when to take the leap on something that you're not as familiar with? I'm, I'm like, like what advice would you have for someone like me who's never leased a space? And this can apply to any sort of big leap in your business, but in my mm -hmm. case, it just has to do with leasing in a space. Yeah. How do, how do I like justify investing the money when I have no idea if it's actually going to work? Do you have any thoughts on that? We get people coming on the show all the time and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on 
on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Um, that's a really good, that's a really good question. I'm, (laughs) I'm glad I came into this blind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So this is what I would do. Um, so I, I, I like what you're saying the the fact that it's low, it's low, it's low operating costs. I mean, you're essentially just paying for the lease, the heating, cooling, Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuff. We'd have to buy like um, some chairs and ta- there's like some upfront costs, yeah, chairs, tables, costs. But, but like really very minimal stuff. Yeah, there's no really ongoing That's cost right. That's other right. than lease. No costs of goods sold or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's all utility and straight overhead. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, I uh, what I what I'm really liking is just the timing. I think people are just ready to. They're done. They're done with COVID. Mm. You know, um, I think they're ready to just mm. go back to go back to normal. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and I I like the fact that it can do any type of kind of event, mm-hmm. right? So I would I would make sure it's pretty versatile. Yeah, for um, sure. And and then here's what I here's what I really love is you you say that Milo is strictly online. Um, I think eventually down the road you could eventually create a high level in-person mastermind for me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, for current members or, or whatever. Right. I mean, I see that it's pretty often. Um, and, and you could do that, you know, one time, two times a year. Um, I, what I would do is first of all, if you get a one or two year lease out of it, consider that a win. Because commercial leases are typically three, four, five years. Are they okay? Yeah. So if you can get a one year or a two year, I I, I would take it. <laughs> I would hop on it because like that is that is not common in the commercial leasing space. Okay. Um. So if if that's the case, I would I would hop on the one year. See, and I'm so naive about it. I wanted I wanted them to do like six months to like mitigate my risk. You know. Well, here's what you do. Um, with I'll tell you what else is common. Now they will not do this for a one, a one year or two year lease. You might get away with it from a, for a three year, but the longer the lease, um, the more negotiating power you have to mm-hmm. ask for free rent up front. So you could say, Hey, if I, if I sign a three year lease, um, I want to be charged no rent for the first three months. Yeah, which is important to us because you have to have a built-out event center to promote it, and yep. then people typically book event centers, you know, three or four months in advance, and so there's this weird like waiting period. Yeah, yeah, and and if you know, obviously, the longer you can sign a lease, like five years, then I would be like, hey, I want the first six months for free. Mm, yeah. Um, and so like what that does is that yeah, it's a long commitment, um, but you know it gives you that first few months to like ramp up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got, you know, you better have your shit together basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't like lollygag around. I don't, that's not you. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And, but yeah, and you know, and, and I, I also, if there's one thing that, that you know how to do is sell. So like, yeah. if you know how to sell, you can sell anything. 
You know what I mean? Um, so you know how to sell Milo stuff. And so it sales ability does not go away when you sell a different product. Yeah, that's opinion. true. I am a little bit worried about like not selling recurring. I love recurring models. Like we've talked about that, obviously. And, and yeah. you know, you, you might get some people who want to book it on a recurring basis, but most like our biggest customers who I imagine are going to be like wedding receptions or mm-hmm. quinceañeras or whatever, you know, those happen once. Hopefully. Yeah. So what you, what, yeah. And you have to think about too seasonal because weddings yeah, are going to happen sure. in the spring, they're going to happen yep. in the fall and then yep. everything in between, you're going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so what a really good way, like just, you know, just to market it is just to, um, hold like, you know, I don't know if you're, <laughs> if you're asking for this, but a really good way to, to, to promote an event center is to actually just keep hosting events. Yeah. Um, not maybe not paid events, but like if you find someone who's influential in the, in the, the community, be like, Hey, um, do you want to, we would love for you to host a workshop here. If you, if you want to like speak at it or whatever, like, you know, that, that, that's a good way to do it is like host like monthly workshops or, or whatnot. So, um, it sounds pretty low risk to me. I mean, the commitment, sure, of the of signing a lease is is there, but you know, I I think in the whole grand scheme of things, it, it won't take that much selling to pay for make itself. it work. Yeah, because we're checking out venues like that are sort of nearby competitors that are about the same size or smaller, and mm-hmm. it looks like we'd really only need like um, four or five full day bookings a month to to be profitable. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, you know, four, four Saturdays a month or something should be fairly easy once we're up and running. Yeah. And you, you know, you could also, it may be overdone. Um, but you, if you want that recurring, you can, you can section off a small piece as like a co-working space. Yeah. I had thought about that too. It's a pretty small space already, so I'm not sure that would work, but it, but it could be a good yeah. idea for the future. Cause there's like an annex that we could lease in the future. Mm-hmm. At the very but, least, you know, you could, you could, uh, um, at least like, let's just say you don't, you don't book something for a month or whatever. At the very least, what you could do just as an ongoing basis is you can pimp out a corner or something that's specifically just for mellow and you can have some really badass YouTube videos. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And let Milo, <laughs> let Milo foot the bill for some of it. Yeah, something, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. at least it's yeah, like true. you get revenue in that business and a tax write-off from Milo. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. At some point that becomes like a Ponzi scheme, right? But, <laughs> but hey, um. it's all approved by the IRS. <laughs> So I, 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 this has been super helpful for me and maybe, maybe boring for the listeners. I don't know, but I've been like <laughs> writing down as fast as I can, all of your advice. I, I, um, I'm curious in terms of a lease, this is super specific, but in terms of a lease, do you, do you know, uh, if typically in a commercial lease you, that you can like get out of it ever? Like, let's say we do a five-year lease with a penalty. Do you get out of it or are you just, do you just, I think you, I think you're, you're locked in and they seize your assets if you uh yeah i think the only the only way is if if the corporation goes bankrupt yeah okay you know like or if you just if you close the business yeah but again this all depends too on the lease agreement like if you personally personally guarantee it yeah i'm not gonna do that yeah so um yeah 
I don't know. That's the best advice I got. That's good. I, I guess to make this relevant to all our listeners, let's take like one minute and say, like, let's point out some of the the things you've said here about just making a big leap in general or things you haven't said, but have sort of implied. And that is you automatically said like, okay, it's a big leap, but what's the real risk, right? So that's something important to keep in mind. Like, like you identify the risk and then you try to mitigate as much risk as mm-hmm. possible, reduce as much risk as possible and say like, okay, so here's the risks, but here's how I could solve them. Like you said, the risk is you may not get booked every day. The way you solve that is you create your own events or you, um, you know, potentially like do a co-working space or something like you're, you were in problem solving mode to reduce the amount of potential risk that, that I'd be taking on. So mm-hmm. regardless of the decision that you're making, like that for me is always step one is to say like, and we do this even when we sell like digital products, right? We, we often talk about pre-selling on this show, yep. selling something that doesn't even exist. And that's like the ultimate way to mitigate risk. You haven't even invested like five minutes into making a product before you start selling it. Um, you don't run the risk of, of creating like this 10 day course that no one's going to buy. Mm-hmm. This feels similar just on a bigger scale, maybe. Yeah, bigger scale and you're just, instead of being locked in with your time that you spent to mm. do it, spent a time doing it, is you're, you're locked into money. Yeah, right? yeah. All right, man. Well, I'll let you know what happens. Yeah, I'm super curious. <laughs> maybe I'll... Uh, I'll fly out to utah and um book an event just, just so i have an excuse to meet you in person yeah dude i was gonna say if we do it we should uh you know we'll have a nice big space we could we could do some videos or host some friends or something so we'll, yeah. have, to, we'll have to figure it out but okay man well i appreciate your help and yeah. uh, thanks everyone else for for listening hopefully it was somewhat helpful we'll talk to you soon yeah, see you Thanks for listening to this Freelance to Founder short. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player for more shorts and full-length coaching sessions each week. Freelance to Founder is a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app by visiting freelancetofounder.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell us why by leaving a review. Until next time, thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.